Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. It's a beautiful Saturday morning here. Most of my bunch. Well, my wife and my son are at a women's prayer brunch or something. So I guess the question is, why is he going to a women's brunch? Should I be concerned already? (laughs) Oh, geez. So I was sitting here... Of course, well, let me go back a little bit. It's one of the good things about when the women have a function that involves food, I usually wind up with some of that food. My wife's usually really uh, she's really good about that. So this morning she brought me over. Uh, she went to mom's to start making stuff. He's working on some stuff together. And she brought me some, uh, she brought me a coffee from McDonald's, which is good. I didn't used to like coffee from McDonald's, but I do like it. And she brought me uh, some, uh, like a, uh, sausage, egg McMuffin, and yeah, and some of those cinnamon rolls that she was making for the brunch. So I I made out really really good, really really good today. And then I wanted to fire up a cigar, so I did. <laughs> Drew Estate's Factory Smokes, boys. I suggest you try them. I've been hearing. Well, let me put it this way: our regular listeners, you know that I came from the conservative holiness movement. I was born there, born into that, raised in that, and then stayed there for approximately about five to ten years, still subscribed to the belief, and that was after I was married. 
I was in pretty deep. Occasionally, I will still hear sermons and such from a CHM preacher. And the further away that I get from all of this stuff, further that I am away from the CHM, the crazier it all looks. Let me just tell you this. And this, this is what I don't know. This is what I'm still trying to figure out. Do these guys honestly believe these distorted views of what the Bible says or that the Bible doesn't say? Or are they just evil guys that are distorting this on purpose? Because if you sit and you listen to your normal CHM preacher and you hear them start pushing back against something like what what I would say or, or somebody else here on the show or what Don Van Zant would say or what Natalie Edmondson would say with Brian Holiness, when they supposedly do their little, you know, their little body slams and there, I told them, they do not use scripture that, that exactly points out what, what they're trying to say because scripture doesn't say what they try. So what I'm trying to figure out, let me see if I can explain this a little clearer. Are they deliberately twisting to hope that you all are ignorant or are they ignorant enough that they actually believe this? Do they actually believe that about about those those verses? There was a there's a preacher in Indiana that we've had a scuffle with. His name is John. Seems to be a nice enough guy, and that's fine. I I consider him to be a, a fellow Christian. That's fine. But I will say this, John: if you are trying to represent people like us, you're doing a poor job of it. So are you misrepresenting our viewpoint on purpose? Are you making a straw man argument just because you can't handle the real argument? Or do you honestly believe this? I'm, I'm sorry, I don't mean to sound unkind, but this gets aggravating after a while. Here you guys get up there and just continually bash people that believe like I do. And here you misrepresent what we believe and what we stand for. When it's flat out lies. Now, is it intentional lies? I don't know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. But this stuff is baloney. I heard a preacher just the other day. He said that he had heard somebody calling out, talking about some some of the uh, supposed, you know, old stalwarts of the faith. In other words, an old preacher. <laughs> but he had heard them talking about them and, you know, basically criticizing them. Which is fine, by the way. There's no... Uh, there's no prohibition against criticizing a preacher. It was done in the New Testament as far as uh, fact-checking the Bereans in the book of Acts did that. But he was talking about, uh, for me to stand, I'm I'm paraphrasing him, for me to stand there and say that God didn't tell them to say that. Who am I? How dare I do that? And I get, I get to thinking about it and say, okay, does God still speak to us today? That's a theological question that I, I, I can't really answer. I will say this. I don't feel that God has ever spoke to me, as far, especially in an audible voice. I've never heard that. And I'm not, going, I'm not going to be so brazen as to make the claim that, no, he doesn't at all. That's up to God. That's not up to me. But he's never spoken to me like that. And I think to most people I know that are Christians, he's, he's never spoken to them like that. 
Um, and, and there have been times that I felt like this impression or something that I thought God was speaking to me, like, you know, in the, they used to always talk about the still small voice, you know, basically you would feel these things. And there were times that I thought I, I felt that and it wound up being absolutely not. It was not God speaking to me, <laughs> you know? So if a preacher gets up there and I've heard one, oh, there's one out there. Oh my Lord. Uh, let's just call him, uh, call him Paul. That's his first name. That's all I want to go by. Paul makes claims that God said things to him that I'm like, oh boy, wow. Paul goes deep on it to the point where I heard this preacher saying that God had told him things. If I would have took everything that that preacher Paul said that God had spoke to him, if I wrote it all down, it would be multiple paragraphs. I don't think I'm exaggerating with that. And it was saying just like, uh, he's like, you know what? I saw you there. He's like, this is what God said to me. It's like God was carrying on a regular conversation. I'm like, listen, dude, listen, I'm skeptical. Can I say 100% for, uh, for certain that God did not say those things? Do you know I cannot? But I can say I'm skeptical about it. And therefore, whatever that you say God said to you, I'm pretty much going to take it with a grain of salt. Might be true. I'm guessing probably not because I don't have enough faith in that. And I feel like that there are... There have been times in the past that people have really got screwed up by things like the Mormons, Joseph Smith, you know, situations like that. Look at the Seventh-day Adventists. Their beginning was weird as heck. Yeah, sorry. I, I have a good relationship with God. I'm not a saint by any stretch of imagination, not a perfect saint, but I have a good relationship with him. And I believe that if there's something extra he wants me to know, he could just say it to me, right? So until then, until he says something to me, what do I have to go off of? The book he sent me. I do have enough faith in that book that I believe that that's the Word of God. And I think it covers, it gives me enough uh, scenarios in there. It gives me enough information in there to cover anything that I need at least it can give me some pointers on things obviously not everything is spelled out there but i feel like it can give me the principles to go off of or the uh the general ideology and things that i need to follow and then other than that me and god will talk about it i'll pray about it and i'll try to make the best decision but it just gets weird guys it gets weird as heck you know these these preachers get up there and preaching on the weird things that they do I feel like, and a lot of times too, I heard, uh, might have been Andrew Graham mentioned this. I don't remember who it was. But a lot, a lot of the holiness preachers, like, so a lot of their fan, they were fans of Rush Limbaugh, which I, I am as well, was. He's, he's gone now. I, I liked Rush, especially towards the end when Rush started sharing his faith. I really, really was impressed with Rush. Now, here's the thing. Here's what a lot of people do. Well, Rush said this. Yes, Rush was not perfect, okay? Neither am I, neither are you. So anytime I'm talking about somebody or bragging about them, please understand that I agree. It doesn't matter if it is uh, the pastor of my church or if it's Rush Limbaugh or if it's some dude I like playing. I understand they're not perfect human beings. So let's just, we don't have to, I don't have to say that every time, right? So anyways, but a lot of these Preachers and stuff. And I don't feel like Rush was as bad with this. 
as some of the uh, maybe some of the conservative talk things are today. But they like mic drop moments, and it's easy to have a mic drop moment when you're talking to yourself, right? Because right now I'm in this I'm in this room. I've got a mic pulled up to my mouth, and I can say things here that I might think will sound brilliant. Let's be honest. <laughs> Anyways, move on. But I can say whatever I want, think it sounds great. And if there's any followers that really eat up what I say, which there's not, but if there were, then you would run around parroting the same things I said and would feel like, oh man, this will destroy them in an argument. When that idea may have not been tested, I've hollered it at myself on a podcast. You know what I mean? Debates don't work in, with mic drop moments. I, I, I had to realize that. You know, there's not one thing that I will say that could just change somebody's mind on abortion. <laughs> if it was there, I would figure it out and I would use it. But it doesn't work like that. But anyways, but it just doesn't work like that, guys. I mean, they wind up making arguments that they think sound brilliant. And as soon as I hear them, I'm like, you're not taking my position in context and you're definitely not taking the Bible in context. If it was a debate, Don Van Zant could destroy you, could tear you apart. Because you're not thinking logically about this. You've been indoctrinated. Anyways, what was this? The, uh, what, a 15-minute program just ranting about preachers? <laughs> On the flip side of that, let me say, the preacher that I now listen to, the one that I attend his church on a regular basis. His name is Howard Swick. He pastors a church technically in Bealington, West Virginia, just outside of Philippi, just not too far away from the Barber County Fairgrounds, if you're from this area and you're familiar with it. Howard Swick and his wife, Benita, they pastor the Haven of Hope Church. And let me tell you something, they are a breath of fresh air. And I'm not going to lie, when I first started going there, I had serious doubts. Because even though I was not holiness anymore, I wasn't CHM anymore, I still had some of those tendencies that I had to get over. And I would go, and I would be like, okay, maybe I can do this. And then I would go back, and, and uh, I would be like, nah, nah, no, this ain't right for me. Let, me. let me find another church. And then I would just go back and forth. And then finally, it just started, I just started realizing that I was the problem with this. That a lot of my biases have to be thrown away. That Howard and Benita are doing an amazing job down there, an amazing work. They're still human, so that doesn't mean that I now just, uh, okay, whatever Howard says is what I, therefore he said it, I believe it. It doesn't mean that at all, but he does a wonderful job. He's got a wonderful attitude. His sermons flat out blow me away sometimes. He really, really makes me think about it. The church is not like dull and boring and sad. I remember on, their, on the Easter Sunday service. A lot of times you go to Servant Holders Church and the Easter would be like, uh, you know, let's just uh, let's be reverent and just realize that Christ died, you know, and he, uh, the sacrifice he paid, and, you know, this deserves respect. And I get that. I do. I'm not, I'm not trying to be blasphemous or nothing. But I don't think that's the correct approach. And what they do at Haven of Hope, the pastor started off 
the service almost like that. And I'm like, okay. He's like, this is a very solemn occasion. And he's like, I'm just kidding, guys. It's time to celebrate. Jesus rose from the dead. He's the whole reason we have hope. And it almost turned into a celebration. And I was like, I like this. I really like this. This is what it's supposed to be like. And we basically just celebrated the fact from 1030 until 1230, we celebrated the fact that Christ had risen from the dead and that our sins were paid for. And that was cool. That was amazing. That was fun. So anyways, keep up the good work you're doing over there. Swix. I like it. This was just kind of a impromptu podcast I decided to record. Don't know if you'll like it. I'll release it as, uh, as an extra. That way this won't be the main one for the week. I've got several now lined up. We've been recording a lot lately. So I've got about three now counting this one to edit. And uh, I love doing them. We'll probably be doing a fan mail episode at some point. So if you want us to read your comments, send them in. And uh, we'll be doing that soon, I'm sure. Listen, I love you all. Write us at hibbitybroadcastaol.com. Catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, pretty much all the socials. Listen to us anywhere that you get your podcasts. I love you. Jesus loves you. See you next time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.